Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And on tonight's show, we'll discuss body shaming women. We'll also get crystallized and talk about some of the trending topics across the web, current events, and more. But uh, first things first, let me introduce the show to those who may be new to it and explain how everything works. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, 
then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 740 out of 750. We'll start right after a word from one of my supporters. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for always being down by law of T2Q. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. To the phone lines, I go. To the Motor City of Detroit. Welcome on author. so What's happening, Chris? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing fine. So, um, a little trivia about yourself. Um, about a what? A little over a year or so, a year ago, we implemented this new song for your little theme song. What was the song prior to Rihanna's "You Needed Me," which you used to make your intro? What was what was the song that I used for her? What was the song I mean, prior to Rihanna that I used to play for you when you came on the air? Oh, oh, well, it had to be by um, um, uh, what was it? I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> I can't remember the right. exact name. Close enough. Yeah, Big Sean. Uh, Big Sean. I don't, yeah, I don't. You. Was that the next last one? I think that was one of them. Oh, that was it. Know. Okay. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, test your memory there. Was Actually, it a year I, ago today? <laughs> no, no. I just know it's been it's been a while. But I thought about it this morning. I was like, what was the song I used to play for her before she switched it up on me? Now, took me a while to remember. <laughs> but I was gonna see if you remember. <laughs> Barely. This man always had his original song. <laughs> To the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. Making his way to the ring, the man in black, the Buckster. What's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Oh, How you doing, Buck? Hey, Buck? I was actually going to come on like Crystal, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> what do you mean? I was going to go, hey, Q, how are you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's my thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. All right, well, we'll go ahead and kick things off, and you know how we like to start the show off. It's time to get crystallized. Okay. All right. I well, was. Uh, <laughs> what? 
<laughs> First of all, welcome everybody, and um, thank you um, to Q. Um, we have some horrible, horrible uh, news that has been going on for the last um, few days um, regarding the Texas shooter. Uh, of course, this is brought to you by Crystallize.net. Uh, the 26-year-old skeleton mask, Devin P. Kelly, opened fire in a church outside of San Antonio, uh, killing at least 26 people who escaped from a mental health facility in 2012 after he was caught sneaking guns onto the Air Force base and attempting to carry out death threats. He made against a military superiors, according to police reports. So he was in the military, and this is what he was doing. Um, the report said officers with the El Paso police were dispatched to a bus terminal after Devin P. Kelly's escape from a behavioral facility about seven miles away in New Mexico. Officers wrote that they were told Kelly, who intended to take a bus out of state, was a danger to himself and to others at the time, and noted that he was also facing military criminal charges. The incident occurred the same year that Kelly was court-martialed. He was charged with abusing his wife and her son, his stepson, between April 2011 and April 2012, and then was sentenced in November 2012, according to Air Force documents. You know, and this is one thing that the Air Force has been repeatedly um, coming onto the news to say, we're going to look into this, we're going to look into this, but I happen to know for personal experience that the military hides their past deeds. Anything that goes against them, they won't tell the civilian public unless, you know, they have to. So hopefully that will change. So what everyone wants to know right now is why did he do it? Well, right now it's definitely unclear, but the FBI believes that Devin had a rage at his own relative, saying that he had sent threatening messages to his mother-in-law. She attended the church, but was not there on this faithful Sunday. Further details on the dispute may be found on Kelly's phone, and that's what they're hoping to do. It's amazing that just one year ago, we went to the polls to this date and ultimately elected Donald Trump to be president. Now, here's where our illustrious celebrity president-in-chief um, <clears throat> had to say about gun control and the latest mass shooting. You've talked about wanting to put extreme vetting on people trying to come into the United States, but I wonder if you would consider extreme vetting for people trying to buy a gun. If you did what you're suggesting, there would have been no difference three days ago. And you might not have had that very brave person who happened to have a gun or a rifle in his truck go out and shoot him and hit him and neutralize him. And I can only say this. If he didn't have a gun, instead of having 26 dead, he would have had hundreds more dead. So that's the way I feel about it. And are you not going to help? And are you considering any kind of gun control policy going forward? When you forward look at these, the city with the strongest gun laws in our nation is Chicago, mm -hmm. and Chicago is a disaster. 
what Donald Trump has to say. In other words, no, he's not going to change the gun laws. He does not going to support that. He stands by people having the right to own guns and exactly how they are. And he decided that what happened in Texas was just a deranged person and had nothing to do with the gun. So, there it is. Well, you know what? It's like time and time again we get the the I guess the cliche, it seems cliche at this point, uh, mentally disturbed person. And, and I, honestly, I think this guy was mentally disturbed, just based on what I've heard. So I think he actually... Oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, others, I'm not so quite, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I guess you have to be crazy to shoot a bunch of people, but um, nothing's going to change. Think about how many mass shootings we've had since 9-11. There have been more of those than terrorist attacks. Here in the United right. States And uh, yeah. Nothing has changed You have people If you bring up something About it Then people say Well You're using a strategy um, a, a tra- a tra- You're trying to politicize a, a tragedy Okay When is a good time To talk about it Because right. Every year And now we've had two Within the last few Couple of months With Vegas And now this When is a good time To talk about Something that could That can be done Okay, my thing is, I don't have a problem with people owning guns. I really don't, because you don't want to live in a society where the only people who has guns are the military and the police. That's that's not a good, that's not a good idea, right? Mm-mm. But I do think the type of guns that people are able to buy and the technology that you can mod- that allows you to modify these guns are things that people need to be looking at, and no one is focusing on that. You don't need an AR-15 to go hunting. What are you hunting for other than people with an AR-15? And those are the things they need to focus on. I mean, everything with politics is always all or nothing. And there's never, there's never any gray area where, hey, let's compromise, because you got idiots on the left and you have idiots on the right and you don't have anyone who wants to meet in the middle and actually get something done. And it's going to be worse before it gets better because now social media divides us. And now on top of that, you got a bunch of idiots voting or not voting. And I don't know. I don't see any type of resolution to this. There needs to be a resolution to it because if you look at numbers so far in 2017, there's 307 mass shootings counting the one that happened in Texas this past weekend. So there's something, you know, there's something we need to start talking about. Um, We not only need to talk about, you know, the type of guns, but the type of things you can add to these guns to make them more lethal. Um, Because, I mean, like the the Vegas shooting, that guy made, you know, to make his gun more automatic, he made that by himself. So, and we're still having to figure it out everything that's involved with that particular shooting. Um, we need, you know, there's a lot of things that we need to do to, you know, I don't think we, I think we do need guns, but at the same time, I think we need to change the law so it make it harder for the ones that are getting them. You know, we need to look at other areas. It's not just the criminals that are, you know, making it, making, you know, guns bad. It's some of these schizophrenics, some of the ones that were bullied when they were in, in school and, you know, want to retaliate, 
uh, it's, their, it's their co-worker that got fired, you know, and he didn't think he should have been fired. Those are the kind of people that, you know, the, uh, the unstableness of people, you know, those are the kind of people that don't need to be toting guns. And we need to, you know, the laws have to be changed. Now, you know, there's going to be some good ones that fall through the cracks, you know, that really, you know, that may be not unstable but could be classified as unstable. But you know what? There's always, sometimes the good have to suffer with the bad when it comes to, especially when it comes to guns, but something has to be done. I think we all agree on that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, to move to a, a little bit of a lighter note, at least definitely lighter than um, the mass murder of so many people and, of course, you know, uh, our prayers go out to the family who had to suffer this, um, though even the ones, you know, who were there and playing dead so they wouldn't be shot. I mean, it's just a horrific thing. Um, so, you know, we continue to hear more about this. And, of course, Devin did, of course, uh, die in, in when they were trying to capture him. So that's the only good news there. Uh, Jill Scott. Jill Scott is getting divorced. Uh, she has been married for all of one year. Uh, according uh, to a boss up, the 45-year-old singer has called it quits with her 49-year-old estranged husband. She reportedly filed uh, for a divorce on September 15th, citing irreconcilable differences, which is just about why I'm divorced from everybody, just irreconcilable, I, you know, I'm not I'm not good for them, they're not good for me. But basically, <laughs> Mike, um, the her husband, her estranged husband, Mike said that he um, was blindsided by the divorce filings and, you know, quote, unquote, of what he had to say, quote, she's an evil woman. Um, he says that what Jill Scott wants Jill Scott gets. People are in her ear, and if someone comes in to challenge the dumb shit, they made me, as he's saying, be the bad guy, and that got me out of there. He goes on to say that she's got issues. There's no men in that family. There's only women. And when a man comes in, it's like a challenge. She likes to emasculate men. And that's her problem. Well, luckily for Jill Scott, and maybe even for Mike, there's not going to be some sort of long and drawn-out um, divorce because there was a prenup, although prenups can be challenged. So we will see what up. happens. Right. <laughs> so we'll see how this plays out. But it's unfortunate. I mean, I think this is, what, her second marriage? Um a relationship that really ended quite suddenly or, you know, didn't last very long. But, you know, he says he's evil. And he also had to say, which I thought was kind of interesting, he said that she may be from Philly, but I'm from New York. And we don't play that. Well, we uh-uh. don't play that. So <laughs> I thought that, I mean, was, that was pretty interesting. <laughs> you, can't, you can't emasculate a man and expect things to ever be right. All right. No matter, I mean, even on some smaller levels, like I used to have a friend or someone I consider an associate or a friend, 
And we got into an argument one time, and she said I was being a diva. And she, like, one time, then she said, girl, bye, and stuff like that. And that pissed me off to the point that I couldn't be friends with her anymore, you know. I mean, I I wanted to talk things out, but, I mean, you can't can't talk or, or reconcile with anyone who's willing to take things to that level, you know. And it really wasn't even all that serious as far as what we were arguing about. It was something she did. I didn't do it. I was just responding to it or whatever because I didn't appreciate it. But so, I mean, if there's emasculation involved, then, yeah, that's never going to end good. But Jill Scott sings so well, and she's so fine. It's like, I I don't know. I hate to see that. (laughs) Yeah, well, um well, that's, you know, he said he also had said that you know she has tried to make other men look bad, and so he wasn't. He came out to to say what he said because he wanted to make sure that no one tried to make him look like you know he was a bad guy. So yeah, he's not gonna win that argument. Oh, you yeah. know what? Um, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, she is very outspoken and she's very she's a strong woman she's very successful um i mean i love jill scott absolutely but i mean i don't know i mean i'm not just dismissing what he had to say you know well uh we're talking about tonight we're talking about uh body shaming but um mariah carey has undergone some uh body shaming of her own and, you know, she is, when you talk about diva, she's the ultimate diva. But Mariah Carey has undergone weight loss surgery after she has became self-conscious about her curves because of cool online commenters. Page Six has exclusively learned that the diva underwent gastric sleeve surgery last month performed by a top surgeon in Beverly Hills after her weight reportedly skyrocketed. I know, it can happen. The procedure involves removing part of the stomach so that the patient feels fuller more quickly. It can be done via a very small incision, meaning the recovery time is fast and scarring is minimal. A source told us that Carrie, Mariah has always been proud of her curves But this summer, at her Caesars Palace residency, came to a close. She went on tour with Lionel Richie. She noticed it became harder and harder for her to dance, and she was getting a lot more criticism from online um, people for her and body shaming her. Now, I did recognize years ago, actually, and you know, that as she aged. You know, especially after the babies, you know, she you know, she was big, you know, she was bigger. You know, her curves are, you know, um, turned into fat, <laughs> quite frankly. And she was still wearing the bodysuits and, the, you know, there all you the go. shimmery star studded. I mean, she was. And she right. was still wearing all that stuff. Right. When you know damn well she could have put on a nice little flowing outfit. Thank you. To cover a little bit of that up, I'm just saying, okay. Um, 
and yeah, she was still trying to be. And if you watch the show that she had, I mean, I was like, really, Mariah? Come on. Now. <laughs> That's what I don't. But, I don't get. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What now I'm gonna get? say, you know, and this is the thin line between body shaming and making a point, a fashion point. All right, <laughs> it's a very thin line. Mariah's what, forty-seven years old. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's a woman of a certain age, and yes, I right. mean, her slowing down of dancing is going to be caused, you know, by her getting older as well. But and right. her just getting bigger is about that too. It's right. About getting it is older. nothing wrong with Mariah's body and shape. All right. It's just it's the only thing that's different between where she is now and where she is with Vision of Love. It's 25 years, and that's okay. People age, you know, but it's like yeah, some people Yeah, and you can also work out, okay? There's plenty of women True. who are in their True. 60s, 70s who are fabulous, okay? Right. Why? Because they decided, okay, now I'm over 50 or whatever, 60. I need to work out in order to lose weight. I can't just expect to lose weight just because I... I stop, you know, eating peanut butter or something. I have to work out. I have to, you know, I have to do something. I can't, you know, and I'm getting older. You know, you get older. Your body changes. So She's on her way to being a car. I mean, it's like em- embrace your body. Like you say, either work out or wear different clothes. It's okay. It is nothing wrong with it. But she wants to anyway. dress like Beyonce. <laughs> She wants to dress yes. like Beyonce, and she's Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> okay, now who's body shaming for Mariah right now? So I told you well, it's a thin line. It. It's a thin line. Well, first of all, for more trending topics, please go to getcrystallized.net. And um, I would like to say that Mariah, even though she is um, a woman of a certain age, she still wants her body touched, just like we all do. What I deserve. I need my body touched. But you know what, though? And Mariah, it's okay for them. It's okay for someone to touch your body if it's a little more body. That's all right. And she's don't, single. She's single, you know. Hey. Touch my don't body. have pieces of your stomach removed unnecessarily. You know, I understand if you had health no issues. No big deal. It's no big deal. Or something. Ooh, but, uh. There you go, but I mean, you know, the days of the Jordan dress, like like Crystal said, you got to either work for it or stop putting it on, or you're gonna have mm-hmm. those critics come out, which we will get to in a little bit. But uh, go ahead and tag your website for me, Crystal. Getcrystallized.net for all of the celebrity and headline news. Back to you, Q.
Thank you very much, Crystal. Always enjoy that. Good stuff. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Ready show. And we're going to discuss body shaming. You know, it's almost 2018, and body shaming is alive and well. And some of you probably think I just did it, but like I said, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that. But there was a young lady, well, not a young lady, there was a lady by the name of Jan Shedd who took to Facebook last Wednesday to call out a Channel 8 Dallas news traffic reporter by the name of Demetria Obalor. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And Jan described Demetria as a size 16 slash 18 woman in a size 6 dress. Now, of course, this was an exaggeration, uh, a gross exaggeration. Demetria is curvy. If you look at the show page, you can go to TalkToQ.com um, or the show page here at Blog Talk Radio, and you can see that she's curvy, but it's not to she's the extreme of a six into a six. All right. Demetria, for all, to, to, to put it in layman's term, layman's term, she's bad. All right. This is a good-looking woman, but it's working against her in the eyes of some of her viewers, you know, because here's the thing. You can be a TV personality and be attractive, but you have to do it by certain standards, especially if you're a minority. Now, what does that mean? You can't be too urban with it. No extreme curves. <laughs> Booty, hips, and thighs need not apply when it comes to being a female sex someone in the United States. In other words, you can't be too black with it, despite the fact that some white women pay top dollar for surgical enhancements to quote-unquote black it up for lack of a classier phrase. So tonight we're going to get into body shaming and discuss that. And I, I, let, me, let me start off first of all um, with you, Crystal. And this is a general question. It's kind of a personal question, but I um, just want to kick the show off with it. Are you happy with the size slash shape of your body? Currently? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, um, I mean, you know, no, I mean. I mean, I'm like Mariah. I mean, I mean, well, not quite as curvaceous as Mariah, but um, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, I, I mean, of course not. I don't think. Well, some women are. I mean, if you buy it, then it's it's great and it's beautiful. I've never looked like the young lady in question. My body doesn't look like that. It never has looked like that. Um, I, you know, <laughs> I just don't look like that. Um, but. You know, I but I have like, you know, Irish blood in me, so you know, the only thing I could have was big boobs, which you know, and um, but the rest of me, you know, I guess looked like a white chick at the time. <laughs> you know, I was little, I was skinny, I was you know, but you no, know, I so I never had all those curves and everything. And I remember when I was younger, I used to want to have all those curves. And then when I started modeling, I was like, okay, you can't have any of those curves. <laughs> so, but um, but no, I mean, I'm not, you know, perfectly happy. I mean, no, of course not. I mean, but um, I don't know. I mean, I understand. I understand where Mariah is coming from. Um, the young lady here um, was her name Dominique. Um, you know, she's very beautiful. Demetria. And Demetria. Oh. Okay, cool. Get her name um, right. She's fine. D. Uh, 
<laughs> look, you know, she's gorgeous. She looks uh, wonderful. But um, about Chris, you can. I just answer the question. I'll talk about the rest of my comment later. All right. And Buck, what about you from a man's perspective? Are you happy with your body? Well, I mean, you know, we there's there's something that you don't like about you know your body. Doesn't matter who it is, whether you're a female or a male. I mean, you always want to improve, you know, but, you know, age does certain things to you. I mean, for the most part, you know, I'm I'm pretty good, in pretty good shape. Um, that I'm not going to go get any surgery to change anything, but I always want to improve and get better. So I'm always, I do physical work for the most part, but I always try to strive to do more to try to stay in shape. But um, I'm always, you know, I'm not always satisfied. I just always just keep trying to push the envelope and, you know, just try to defy that, defy that number and just keep, you know, keep pushing forward. But, I mean, I guess overall, I mean, you know, I feel pretty good about it, but I, there's always something I'd like to do more to make it better. I get you. I get you. For the most part, unless you're the rock or heavyweight champion Deontay Wilder, or someone like that, you probably are not 100% happy with your body. There are probably some things you would do differently, and I get that. But, you know, a lot of people would like to make some certain changes, certain enhancements, and things of that nature because they're not completely satisfied. But body shaming, well, let's talk about opinions. And, Crystal, I go back to you. Do you think that anyone has the right to give you unsolicited advice on improving your body. Um, unsolicited? Uh, no, no, they don't have the right to do that. You know, they have to, I mean, I think that people should keep their opinions to themselves, especially when it's something so personal like that. I mean, unless you directly ask someone, how do I look in this? Or, um, you know, be honest with me kind of a thing or whatever, and even then it's a trap to be. So um, I, I, I don't think it's really anybody's business, you know. I mean, usually when people body shame um, others, it's because they have their own issues that they're dealing with. And um, as I'm sure, obviously, this woman, Jan, she has some severe issues um, regarding probably herself. Stop. Looks like a what? A snapping turtle. Okay. Anyway, um, but no, I don't. I don't think anyone has a right to do that. I don't think anyone has a right to to uh, body shame someone. First of all, it's it's awful, and and again, it's none of your business. I mean, I'm not in your life. Um, you don't have a right to tell me what I look like. But you, people do that in order to hurt you a lot of the time. So, yeah, it's horrible. What do you think about it, Buck? Do you think people can give you unsolicited advice? You post a picture on Facebook and someone comments on how you can drop that extra those extra pounds? You gotta be you know, that's just something I mean, that's something you kinda keep among friends, you know, people that you know. Um, I don't know if that's really a good idea to, you know, just throw that out there. Um, because, you know, weight is a weight can be a touchy subject for some people. Um Especially for somebody you don't know, 
And you're just like, damn, you know, you, you you know, you can lose some weight or something like that. You know, they may take it the wrong way just by the way you say it. So, you know, unsolicited advice, you know, you really have to, you know, that's a one of those tight ropes you got to make sure you don't, you know, you don't want to rub somebody the wrong way. So you have to be real careful with how you do that. Okay. All right. And now, Crystal, body shaming can be almost anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be someone being too curvy or too fat or anything. A lot of times we like to assume we're shaming people who may be overweight. But, um, you know, it can go both ways. But let me ask you this. Can someone inadvertently body shame you? Like, how do you feel when someone who's skinnier than you says that they're fat? Um, <laughs> well, I then mean, I would have to look at it. Well, I don't know. I have to look at them and say, you know, what are they talking about exactly? I mean, they could be talking about the little pudge in their stomach that can't go, you know, they can't get to go away, which a lot of people have that little extra, you know, pouch or whatever. Um, are they looking at their love handles or... Um, you know, maybe their arms are too flabby. I don't know. So, I mean, and some people have like, you know, like the neck kind of gobble, gobble. That's a genetic thing. It's really not, you know, that much they can do except for lose the weight, but that's hard to do sometimes in certain areas of the body, depending on your genetic makeup. So, um, I don't think if someone said that, I wouldn't think that they were trying to, you know, attack me or, or, you know, throw it back at me, I would just think that, you know, they're looking at their body and they're seeing something that maybe I don't see or someone else doesn't see. But we are very critical of ourselves, so I wouldn't think of it as, as them, you know, trying to body shame myself. Just maybe they have um, issues they want to work on. Just like, you know, everybody has issues regarding their body. You may not be able to see it. You may look at a person and say, you're beautiful, you know, just the way you are, you know, that kind of shit. But it's, but people, when we look at ourselves, we can see things that, you know, we want to change within ourselves. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. When someone smaller than me says that they're fat, I want to eat them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now those are your issues, Q. <laughs> Where you wrong for that? <laughs> Buck, let me you ask you this. Buck, here's the $37.67 question. Can someone be too sexy, too attractive, or too curvy for a, prof- for a profession? Like if you're a school teacher, or a cop, or an evangelist, can you be too sexy? Yes, you can. Uh, I got a perfect example of this one. I'm not. I'm going. I'm not going to use her name to protect her and to protect the guilty. But we went to church together, and she wore something just a little bit too revealing to church. And it was so funny because the ushers were just drooling when they came by to give us the envelope so we put our money in for, um, you know, to pass up front to the collection plate. They were dying, and I, I looked at her and I said, "You know, 
that you should have worn something. I said, you got to put them girls up. That You can't be wearing something like that at church. I said, this, this is borderline strip club material you wear in the church. And I said, you can't do that. You know, and she didn't, you know, and she just had something to let them, showing them girls, and them girls were hanging out. She, it wasn't, it wasn't just cleavage showing, it was cleavage showing. So there was, every bit of cleavage was showing. I was like, good gracious life, girl. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to see in the church. So it was just one of those things where, you know, you got to kind of, there's certain things you can wear certain places and I mean it's it's all right if you got the equipment to show it but you know that depending on where you're going you don't want to put put all I mean what if it's just you're you're going to the job though I mean what if you're a a school teacher or a principal or you know no you got to be you got to be careful with those things because you might portray the wrong image or you may get un you know unsolicited type things you know, said or whatnot. So you have to be real careful about what you're wearing. You don't want to, you know, get out there and, you know, wear those kind of things and, and get those kind of responses. What do you think, Krista? Well, I agree. I agree. Um, I think that, um, it dep- you know, yeah, I mean, if you are a teacher, I really don't like they had. Well, there was a teacher before, I believe, that got into trouble um, regarding her dress. I really just think that you can think about where you are. <laughs> you know, I mean, you have a nice body, that's great and that's wonderful. But that dress or whatever or whatever you're wearing can wait until you get off work and you go you know, on a date or whatever you're doing in your own private life or whatever. But you know damn well at work, you know, you're not, I mean, there is a dress code, you know. I mean, I mean, there is a dress code for, you're a teacher and um, now you you know what you can wear. There there, there are um, sweaters you can wear over your boobs or whatever. I mean, you can tone it down a bit. Okay, just tone that shit down, just like we do normally in life. You know, I go to work, and to me, I mean, what I look like at work is not who I am, you know, because I have to look presentable. (laughs) You know, I have to look like I'm not the opening Mm. act. I mean, I have to look like, you know, who I am, you know, a manager, you know, straight-laced and Whatever, you know, I have to look like, you know, I got some sense, which I don't, but I don't portray that at work because I'm at work. So, um, I mean, I think there's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for different outfits. And, you know, I'm sorry, half of the time I, I know damn well they know what they're doing, you know, and um, and basically they're like, I don't care. You know, I, I can wear what I want to wear. Like, well, yeah, you can, but now you get to wear it wherever you want to, just not here. So, um, yeah, especially in certain, I mean, around children, I mean, come on. Really? You want to, I mean, it doesn't matter that, you know, you have these big boobs or big ass or whatever. You can tone it down. There's plenty of women who do it all the time. And then you see them out at the club, you're like, damn. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, I didn't realize you look like right. that. And same thing with guys. It's like, damn, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know you had it like that. But like, yeah, I clean up nice. That's where it comes from, <laughs> you know, because um, you're one way at work or wherever, and then you're another way somewhere else. I mean, that's just normal society shit. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Great response. Great response. And so, Crystal, let me stick with you on this one. Why does it appear that, and I know it's not exclusive, but why does it appear that body shaming tends to be exclusive um, towards women more so than men? Oh, gosh, so many reasons. Um, first of all, you know, how when it comes from men, a lot of it is, is because um, – Men are very visual, and they're very specific in what they want and what they don't want, depending. I mean, they can say, they say, and they say it all the time. You know, I want a woman who, I'm a, I'm a boob man, or I'm an ass man, or whatever. So I think that is pretty obvious. Um, and then as far as women doing it to other women, no, it's sexual competition. Bottom line, that's why we do everything that we do to each other. And a lot of it is just pure sexual competition. Even if, and the idea that a man has to be a part of that equation is not true. I mean, women do it with each other, and there may not be a man in sight or in in either of their lives. It's just the fact that at some point in life, my imaginary husband could actually find you attractive, and that's a no-no. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it's, it's really it's really psychotic when it comes to women, when, when we the way we do things with each other, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, the um, it's, for women it's just pure sexual competition. For men, it's, it's visual. They they want what they want, and women know that. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's no secret. All right. And Buck, what do you why do you think that women seem to get body shamed more so than men from a man's perspective? I, I, I just think that, you know, men have put too much you know, put too much of an emphasis on what a woman should look like. Um, you know, they think, you know, that we put too much emphasis on the sex side of things towards women, so that's what I mean. That's when, you know, like you can see one in the store and, you know, or see one walking out on the street or something and you with your boys and you catcalling her, you know, you fine. Or even if she ain't fine, you know, you're going like, damn, bitch, you ugly as hell or whatever, you know, and it's unfortunate that it's happened <laughs> like that. You know, you know, they get both, they get both sides. Unfortunately, they get both sides. I've never spectrum. heard that before. <laughs> uh, uh, well, you know, it happens. I mean, it's unfortunate, but women get both sides of the spectrum. They get talked about whether they're good looking or whether they're not. Um, a lot of that goes on whether people believe it or not. So even, you know, even other women body shame other women. So it's just, um, you know, maybe not so much for the same reason that guys do it. They may do it just out of pure spite or jealousy. So, you know, it's just that, you know, it happens. It really shouldn't. 
you know, really, you know, you should respect a woman, you know, for, you know, who she is and what she looks like. And not, that, you know, but from a different perspective altogether, it was, you know, from a mind perspective, not necessarily a beauty perspective. But, you know, we're not going to get, you know, I don't want to, you know, take us off the rails or anything, but bottom line of it is it happens. And, you know, those are some of the reasons why it does. Okay, I don't hear anybody else. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, what happened? Um, that was me. <laughs> Crystal, <laughs> okay. do you think that corporate America has relaxed the standard dress code to allow for more questionable attire? Um, not really. Um, I, I think it depends on where you're where you're working and what your job role is. Um, if you're in sales, you know, then you're probably going to be allowed to wear, you know, it's kind of a tighter look, you know, as a woman, um, because that's how you get your sales. <laughs> you know, they know that, <laughs> but it just depends on where you are. Um, but they, yeah, there are more suits nowadays that, um, are more tight fitting naturally for women. So, well, I guess so. I mean, the but it's still a corporate suit. It's just tighter. Okay, but what do you think? Has corporate America relaxed the dress code a little bit, and now we have more questionable attire? To a certain extent, yes. I mean, I mean, there there are dress codes in some in a lot of these places, but that doesn't necessarily mean everybody follows them. Everybody put you know now with the relaxed rules, you know, people are going for more comfort, but. There, are, at the same time, there are people out there that, you know, some some people use the workplace as a place to, you know, get their rocks off or whatever, other than just, you know, doing a job. They're doing another kind of job trying to get their swerve on. So, as a result of this relaxed dress code, some of that stuff is getting a little revealing at work. All right. And I do think that, um, I mean, like everything else, things have changed over the years. You know, they used to be really strict about uh, the type of hairstyle you can have, and they relaxed that. And I do think that um, corporate America has backed off a little bit as far as what people can wear. Uh, Sometimes you'll go and you'll see people who work in human resources, and you're like, dang, you know, he or she has that on or that tight shirt or whatever the situation is, and uh so I do think things have changed. But, but let me stick with you for a second um, as far as what can be done. What can men do to support women in cases of body shaming? You know, what can we do to try to help things get better? Well, we got to look in the mirror first. You know, we got to, you know, we have to treat women with respect first. And I think that's where it really lies. I mean, if we have a better respect for women, you know, a lot of this you know, a lot of this ignorance, you know, really it's a lot of ignorance out there. And um, if we conduct ourselves better and, you know, don't do stupid stuff like cat cat calling women or calling them ugly or whatever we, whatever we may be doing, um, we need to, you know, do a better job of treating, treating women better and not as a sexual object 
mean, so that's that's the reason why a lot of that stuff is, you know, out there the way it is. And that's why a lot of women push the envelope, you know, trying to look better or, you know, doing, you know, everybody wants to be in shape, don't get me wrong. But some, some people take it out of context because of, you know, what somebody else may have said to them. So, you know, I think if we make those changes, I think that'll that'll be a big step in the right direction for you know some changes in that in that regard. Crystal, what do you think men can do to, um, you know, make things better to kind of cut down on the body shaming and help support women? Well, um, I agree with everything that Buck just said. So, what he said. But I, I don't know if it's um it's something that some men can do. I really I really I really don't think so. I think it's just part of their nature. Um, because you could um shame body shame someone without really saying anything. You know, I mean you you can do it um simply by not asking her out. You know, or whatever. So, or not being catcalled at all, you know, um, you know stuff like that. I mean, not even getting the attention that can can body shame a woman. So, okay, is body shaming mostly an issue for minorities? No. Do what now? I was asking this in general. Is is body shaming mostly? An issue for minorities And the reason I say that Because it seems like With some people Because minorities may tend to be Curvier That they can wear stuff And shop in the same places As people who aren't as curvy But they tend to get called out for it more No I don't think so I don't don't think that um, It has anything to do with Necessarily your race I think it really has a lot to do with, with being a woman. I think women are more body shamed than men, and I think it's mainly because men don't have that, they don't tend to have that kind of pressure necessarily to be, you know, to have any kind of particular body. I mean, women may say, I want a man who looks, you know, a certain way or whatever and his muscles, and we, you know, swoon over it. But if you look at a lot of the, of the men that, people marry, the women marry, they usually are not, they don't look like that. You know, you go through those guys and then you just say, okay, fine, I'm going to marry this guy because he has all these other attributes that are more important to uh, marriage life. So, so for the men know that. So they, they know that, okay, well, the body may not be the, the thing I need to focus on. I need to focus on making some money. <laughs> So that's what they just focus on. So, and then for women, they know, okay, well, you know, it is about the body or about whatever, you know, to look a certain way. So, uh, and yeah, and to be nice and all that great stuff. But, mm-hmm. but just the surface stuff, the surface stuff. I mean, that is, you know, the immediate. That's what, you know, that's the difference between the sexes on that. So, um, Buck, let me ask you. Can you body shame someone for the color of their skin and not necessarily their shape? Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, um, 
you know, I've, I have not personally seen that happen, but, you know, I'm quite sure it can, you know, depending on, you know, your background, where you come from. Um, you know, it, 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 can, it happens so many different ways in today's time, especially with social media and all that kind of stuff being out there. So, you know, I'm quite sure it, that has happened as well. What do you think, Crystal? I mean, can someone be too dark or too white and, um, you know, to the, I guess, the people who are viewing a, a photo or something, can that be a form of, of body shaming by pointing that out about someone? Well, you know, what's that song? Was it I like big butts? <laughs> I cannot <laughs> lie. lie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that song itself is a huge body shame. Um, against white women or, and, and to a lesser effect, any woman who is not curvaceous. So, um, so yeah, and I guess, I guess you could, um, especially if you're talking about a body type that is more specifically for a particular race. Right. Um, Which is why Kevin Diaz should not be allowed to dance to that song. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know, it's like it's like um taken away from black and white. Um even for Asians. I mean, I've heard plenty of people say, Oh my god, those are fat Asians? <laughs> How would that happen? Well, they're in America now, they eat what we eat, I guess. So, I mean, those kinds of things, you know, change people and What about sumo wrestlers? Um, well, those are guys. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a difference <laughs> but anyway but yeah I think I guess you could it, it, like I said if you are talking about something specific to a stereotype of a particular race just like a stereotype of white women is that they're all flat butt and with no curves they're all like a bunch of pencils yeah. or something and then, yeah. and then with with black women, then they have this unnatural look about them. And now, of course, we have a whole bunch of them because they went out and bought a butt and, you know, made their tits bigger or whatever or got this really, really ridiculously small waist that doesn't, it's not proportionate. You're not proportionate at all. I mean, when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you, you get sprung. You get sprung, right, exactly. Yeah. Of course, Sir Mix-a-Lot was a visionary. He was. Last question. Listen, what about, you just mentioned being um, not curvaceous, Crystal. And what about being too skinny? Are skinny people body shamed just as much as curvy people? Well, I guess if you're anorexic, yeah. <laughs> Has to be that you know, I, you know, there's an old saying, you can never be too rich or too skinny. <laughs> but um, I think what what happens with the – and, you know, when I was little, when I was younger, um, in like a teenager in school, and um, I started getting a little curves when I was in college. But when I was in – yeah, when I was a teenager in school, in a black community, it, you know, in the South only. Uh, yeah, people were like, 
Uh, yeah, they were, I always get talked about. My nickname was Slim. And, um, yeah, I always get talked about. You know, it's a comparison between being skinny and then having the other, rest of the girls having huge butts. You know, I mean, they had more curves. I didn't have any curves except for my breasts. But, um, and I didn't have, like, a whole huge, they weren't that big because I was really skinny. So, so yeah, I, I noticed that as well. Um, I didn't care, but, you know, I noticed it. It was interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think I think people who are skinny uh, get definitely, especially if you're lanky. I used to hear that all, not from, I was never lanky, but I, I hear that from other people who are, like, really tall. Yeah. And they were they lanky, kind of you know, like they, so they'd be, yeah, they, they'd be called, you know, those kinds of names. And everything. so, yeah, you can be ridiculed as a skinny person, sure, especially if you're not proportionate or whatever. Buck, what do you think, man? Oh yeah, yeah. I've can seen you be that. Get, you know, get the business. No, oh, yeah, you can. Um, I've seen that happen, uh, where you know women are just too skinny, and you know they get body shamed, or you know they get talked about. Um, you know, I think the what I've I've heard is you need some meat and potatoes. Um, yeah, you know, something like that. <laughs> you know, because. It's like they've been missing some meals. So, um, yeah, they can be body shame for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess no one is above being body shamed. There's always going to be someone who probably thinks that you're different. And, I mean, you even even take someone who may be in shape, you're going to have someone who, like if you're a big buff person, someone's going to say you're too... Too buff, you know, mm-hmm. and you can. I, there's just there's no pleasing everyone. Okay, so there are always going to be critics out there, which is why you shouldn't listen to any of them. The only person you should pay attention to is your doctor, and if your doctor says that you're too skinny or too big, then that's the person who you need to seek advice from. Everyone else can kick rocks. All right, so there was a. Um, Facebook post that I came across recently from one of my Facebook friends, and she lost like 90 pounds, I guess. Um, And she looks great. She's in great shape. She looks great. But now she's like that drill sergeant person. Okay. So she posted a photo of a buffet, and then it was like a split screen photo. Underneath the buffet, you know, it had people at the buffet. Underneath that, it was an older woman in a hospital bed with, like, hooked up with oxygen, and she looked like she was about to die, and it said 10, 15 years later in the caption. And so it's like, and a lot of people got upset with that because she's basically saying that if you eat a buffet, then, you know, you're subjecting yourself to die in 10 to 15 years, and maybe if you do every day, and you know, but people well, can yeah. do things in moderation to where it's not a problem. And a lot of folks were upset. They said she was shaming people. And, you know, some people were like, well, you were, you know, you were overweight two years ago and no one said anything to you to make you feel bad. We just encouraged you. Now that you're small, you want to make us feel bad. 
And so, you have and to you be know careful. what? That that is the um, you know, I would say that's the fat person inside of her trying to take revenge on everybody because now she can talk about it and do. I mean, it's all about insecurities, and that's an insecurity within itself. Even though you are, you know, you've finally gotten in shape. That's why people wonder why, um, you know, those who are in shape or, you know, who usually it's the ones who've gotten in shape because they've been, like, really big or whatever right. previously. So they tend to become the, they become the person that they always think they wanted to be or whatever. You know right. what I mean? Um, uh, maybe because they were ashamed uh, when they were growing up and now I can do it. Now I can be the be that person, you know. So, um, and it's really sad because it still is still that insecurity that is causing you to do that, you know, um, because you're, it's coming from a level of anger. And then what they will do is they'll veil it by saying, "Oh no, 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 no! I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get people healthy, you know. I'm just trying to, you know, it's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> no, right. you're not trying to get people healthy. Um, you're just trying to shame them. So yeah, so that, that happens too." Yeah, so, you know, I, I, and that's, I just, one thing I will say for people who maybe you have had some success, don't other people feel bad because they haven't. Every situation is different. Everyone's mindset is different. Try to find the best way. I mean, there's some people who maybe respond to tough love, and you have to know that person to know that's what they respond to. But don't just try to just make people feel bad because they can't do what you've done. And then and then it's especially frustrating when you have someone who's already small who lost 20, you know, you're 140 pounds. You lose 20, but now you want to be a drill sergeant for someone who may need to lose 50 or 75. It's a lot tougher for people who are heavier. Yeah. They can't do all the little jumping jacks and stuff you may have done at 140 pounds. And people just need to take that into consideration if they're truly trying to help others or you're just trying to show that you're better than them. So just kind of be careful with that. But, all right, mm-hmm. before we wrap things up, I do want to um, kind of just discuss, you know, it's been a, a year now, November, since President Trump was elected. And we've seen people talk about, um, give their little speeches. I'm, you know, Monday morning, I'm starting the process to, have President Trump impeached. And I've seen three or four people do this, and they get their little standing ovations and their 15 minutes of fame, but I really don't think anyone is doing anything to try to um, impeach President Trump. And let me go to the 601 area code, the Magnolia State of Mississippi, to welcome on the man, the myth, the show legend, dubbed as the Minister of Sexual Affairs, a homie Eminem, Eminem was taken what up, Q? What a radio world. Not much, man. Eminem is never too early, man. Talk about year 15 of the new new Renaissance art showing. Oh, my goodness, man. When I was making the flyer that I just absolutely love, by the way, I uh, I was just like, shit, man. I, I, I didn't even know it was 15 until I actually said, I said, well, I'm going to do something different this year. I'm going to start just putting the, you know, I had this, this, this artistic explosion. I said, I'm going to just, you know, Fuck with this flyer a little bit and, and put the years on here. And I was like, hold on, damn, this 15. 
I said, oh, shit, man. And, and then I had to come up with a whole nother concept, man. But uh, uh, plan to do it big this year, man. And uh, um, I'm expecting, uh, you know, I, I, I hope to see some people I hadn't, you know, seen since some of the early years when, um, and Q, you, well, you, of course, you, 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 you know how my shit was way, way back. Um, right, right. At Battlefield Park, and I think the very first one I did, I had like three or four people or something like that. And uh, the following mm-hmm. year, uh, we met, and then uh, you came. Um, the business came at the time, and and I think one or two more people, and a couple of neighbors, something like that. Then after that, it just kind of, you know, each year had its own little story. But you know, it, it's been growing right. ever since, man. And uh, um, it's a uh, I don't like to use the word like bucket list because I ain't trying to uh, check out no time soon. But uh, I must say that uh, it's kind of a sense of accomplishment, man. Because like I say, you know, working for the man and and uh, you know taking shit off the white man, taking shit off kids and all this stuff like that. You know, that's that's shit to pay the bills. But uh, uh, man, I don't, do I even work for the man? Damn, everybody, I work for a black. But uh. Uh, come to think about it, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but during the time we was together, AT and T, I definitely worked for the man. But uh, you know, and to have some some of your shit, this your shit from the rooter to the tutor, man, that's just that's great. So you know, just think, is it is it is it something in the stars, crystal, or what? Because I think you know, Q gonna hit seven fifty this year, and I'm hitting fifteen this year, so. You know, I don't know. I I didn't really think much of 2017. You know, kind of kind of leading into this Trump thing, but uh, but I guess it's you know, uh, pretty cool. But uh, anybody that can make it, man, you know, you know, stick your head in. You know, it's cool. You know, that's how I am. You know what I'm saying? But uh, well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, just congratulations. Appreciate it, dog. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just just love, man. That's what keep. That's what that's what give me the the fortitude to do this shit, man, it's just like I'm a person to feed off of energy, you know what I'm saying? I, I've been like that since since birth, damn near. It's like, you know, you know, I people go through life that I just want my check. Nah, fuck that, man. I got the, you know, I can't be no work from home, motherfucker. I like to talk shit. You know, I, li- I like to be around people and stuff. So that's that's what my, my stuff is, man. It's more like uh, a celebration, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's always, well, the last 12, the last 13, no, oh, damn, the last, I lost track, 13 or 14 of them all been in Sagittarius. The first one was all, no, the first one was in Sagittarius too, but that was the year before they changed the, well, Crystal probably can help with this, the year they, uh, I think the first year, what year did they change the, the numbers and stuff? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. You know, like it used to be some months was twenty one, then it went up to twenty two. So I think I, I think mm-hmm. I have I have always had it in Sagittarius. So, um so, you know, of course I'm a Sagittarius baby, so that that's that's added thing and then, you know, with the the love over the years from from, from uh, you know, friends, family, coworkers, um, just people popping in and you know, that type of shit give me strength, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's you know, next to, you know, uh, next to money, that's a good feeling. I'm not even going to put next to pussy in the category. Pussy got its own category. If you're a straight man, nothing on top of pussy. But, uh, 
but everything else is great, man. Did you tell uh, him where are we? Right, where oh, yeah, yeah. is it going to be? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be at uh, uh, Freelance, four, well, 440 Grill at Freelance. So uh, anybody who know anything about Jackson definitely know of Freelance, you know. So uh, they yeah. shown love, and, um, you know, um, the first year was kind of experiment, like a test, and, you know, ever since then it's been nothing but love. So definitely big shouts out to them because uh, it's, 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 it's amazing that the best place I ever had it literally was the one to show the most love financially, you know. So it's good to start the night out not being in the red and holding your breath with shit, you know what I'm saying? So that's a great feeling. Okay. So. All right, cool. I look forward to it, man. I look yeah, yeah, to man. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I just got to – I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving break, man, because I got all these – this artistic shit in my head, but uh, I ain't lying. I ain't able to do shit during the year hardly too much. But, uh, you know, back on the old job, I used to, you know, take some vacation days and stuff like that. But shit, man, you get ready to call out at school and shit. they like, oh, you know, everybody looking at it like, hell nah. We don't want your class. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, let's get ready to wrap things up. And Eminem, you can chime in on it first. Okay. Are Democrats really trying to get rid of President Trump? Uh, or, I mean, I know there's some Republicans that are upset with him, too, but is anybody really trying to get rid of this dude? Oh, yeah, all day long. But here's the big, big, big asterisk. But the reason why it hasn't been done is because who in the hell are we going to replace him with? If this would have been pre-Barack Obama, then his ass would be gone. If this would have been pre-Bill Clinton, his ass would have been gone. But now the Democratic Party is such disarray on, you know, who actually can, you know, everybody can get behind and all that kind of stuff like that. So that's that's the problem. It has, you know, it, you know, some people might think it's it's just a facade or just sound bites about impeaching them, but it's it's almost like. Uh, well, pretty much the argument the Democrats was making about Obamacare is like, okay, y'all saying, you know, get rid of Obamacare, but what's the plan? And for years, anyway, nobody really had a plan, so it kind of just like lingered. But every day, that was a soundbite: get rid of Obamacare. So now the script done flipped over. The Democrats want to impeach Trump, and rightfully so. But it's like. Uh, Let's postpone this shit until we kind of figure out exactly who we're going to try to push to replace his ass. So that's where the problem is. You know, um, um, as as much as, uh, you know, President Obama did to attempt to unify the country, one thing that, that, that definitely divided the Democratic Party, and this is a, a, a first, but it's, it's straight knowledge, and you're hearing it right here on Talk to Q is that when, uh, I think in 2012, that election year, when all this stuff came out about, you know, um, and this comment has nothing to do with my personal opinion, So, but when it came out about Obama saying basically, you know, a, a person can marry who they want and stuff like that, see, that type of shit really kind of started splitting the party up because prior to that kind of stuff, the biggest issues was economic stuff and 
and criminal justice type issues, uh, issues with, uh, you know, marriage and bathrooms and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, see all them kind of things that everybody one kind of want to call with. Those issues indirectly is what led to the Democratic Party being kind of in disarray because you got the people that's left like me, but it's more like left as in artistic left. You know, I don't want no censored music, even though I do believe in appropriate ages for anything. I don't want porn to be gotten rid of. I mean, I'm that type of liberal, but at the same time, I'm not the type of liberal who's like, well, you know, sticking my dick in a man or a woman don't matter. I'm just fucking, no, hell no. It's straight as it get, buddy. You know, I believe in marriage, marriage, with with opposite genders. I believe in people going to the bathroom that they came out that pussy with. You know, I believe in, um, you know, going to the Army looking like a damn soldier. So that that type of shit is what got the part. So now finding somebody who unifies everybody and get the focus back on some issue that's not so interpersonal is the challenge. So, um, but, yeah, outside of that, he will be impeached immediately. Trust me. Because this dude right. is a fucking crook. He's a criminal. And um, I'm not going to say he's racist, but everything else, yeah. He's definitely in cahoots with Russia. The dude is, is a genius at making money, but half his money made on, hey, shit, the art of the deal. I never read the damn book, but, I mean, obviously he gonna. that's the blueprint of how this dude operates. So. Crystal Buck, do you think that he's going to get impeached? I think I think, that, uh, I I think hope so. he will be. I think eventually he will be simply because you got it when you when you're president of the United States, you have to have some tactfulness. You got to be able to be able to you know delegate certain things and blowing up on Twitter and uh, treating people like this straight, you know, damn dirt like hot garbage. It's just not getting anywhere. I mean. This is, I think, this is the first president in U.S. history that doesn't have a cabinet. I mean, it's obvious he doesn't know what he's doing. And when you when you don't when you don't have a political background, you have to have people around you that, that have political experience to help you make decisions. You can't just fake it till you make it, because I mean, and that's basically what he's doing. And. Uh, just, you know, getting in there, you know, making executive orders to, you know, cut out certain things to help all American people is just not smart. And then not not only that, coming from a, you know, looking at foreign dignitaries and the way he handles foreign leaders um, also is just ridiculous. So I think, you know, along those lines, I think you're going to see a change. I don't know if anybody's paid uh, attention to any of the elections, um, but the Democratic Party has won three seats um, in Virginia uh, for governor or mayor. Or what, I think governor of the states, Virginia, New Jersey, and one other state. I can't remember what the other state was, but um, they're winning. And I think you're, you know the people are are starting. You know they're they're past tired 
of things not going the right way. So I think, you know, the people that showed up to the polls today, you know, are, are making making it known that, hey, there's changes got to be made. So all the ground that the Republicans gained in last year's election, they're losing it tonight. And uh, they're losing it in a big way. So, um, you know, people are – the people are speaking. So Trump better get the message. All right, all right. And, and can I say this real quick about, about Trump that I forgot to say, uh, and this is just a public service announcement, kind of what I was saying about he's a genius with making money. He's not tweeting because he want to bypass the press and have a direct connection with the working public. The dude is tweeting his brand. This is like free advertising literally every morning, every night. So that's what that is. If anybody that anybody that voted for Trump, so, so when that cabinet said, right? when that cabinet said, "Hey, lay off the Twitter," he like shit, man. Every time I don't brand my name, that's that's millions I'm losing. Yeah, <laughs> people got to look at people that that are Republican that voted for Trump. Let, let me. This is the public service announcement that you really need to pay attention to. He does not care about you. He cares nope. about the top one percent. Okay. The top one percent. Those are, that means the people that are making the same kind of money that he's making. That's who he's looking out for. He ain't looking out for it. the the real people, the ones down in the trenches, the ones well, in the middle question. class that tote this country. Now, I'm talking about the people between twenty eight thousand and a hundred thousand. Those are the people that tote. There's more those people than any other any other category. It doesn't if you voted for him and you think that he's making changes for you. You you are wrong. You don't understand how politics works. And Quick question, Buck. Yes. To, to your point, but I want you to answer. Mm-hmm. How many times, you know, well, how many times he said anything about Chicago or sent the National Guard in? Is anybody keeping up with the murder rate? Exactly. No. If he anything, don't give a shit. He doesn't care. If anything, um, the thing he But you remember he ran on that stuff, right? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> You know, and the thing is, is that I mean, people have to understand and realize that the state and local government that we really live under, the things that the presidents do take four to eight years before it actually hits you. So, these local ele- these local elections are the most important. I could care less who president is. It could be fucking Mickey Mouse, as far as I'm concerned. But the bottom line of it is, is that he's in there now tearing down things that. The American people actually need. There may be people may not like Obamacare, but at the same time, we have to start somewhere. I don't like Obamacare, but we have to start somewhere. So, you know, the reason why there's so much discord, this you know, discord in Washington is because nobody want to work wants to work together. He wants to bully people to work with him. That ain't gonna work. Okay. That's the reason why he's getting – that's why there's the disconnect here. So there has to come a time and place, if he plans on staying president, that you're going to have to slow your roll and actually sit down, get, you know, get some people in place that actually have some political background. They don't all have to be Republicans. They can be independent. They can be Republican. They can be Democrat. Get some people that actually know what the hell they're doing to help your ass out so you can save face. 
Otherwise, your ass going to be out, out the door, and that's where it's going. All right. Okay. Well, we'll get ready to wrap things up. Uh, let's see. Zone coverage tomorrow. And be back next Tuesday with another topic and hopefully some more get crystallized for next week. What, what show number is that next next Tuesday? Next Tuesday will be 742. Ooh. So, yep, getting on down to 750, and um, I have to announce some changes and some things and uh, have, have a press conference. And all of that, so I'll get into that probably in a few weeks. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, I'll get into that probably. I guess seven fifty may fall somewhere right after Christmas. Right after Christmas, which I'm gonna take some time off in December for the holidays. But like I said, I'll get into all that. We'll let you know what's going on for 2018. But, uh, you know, you can go to TalkToQ.com and get information, sign up for my email newsletter. Don't forget my blog over at ThankQ.me. I posted my first blog post in about uh, two months, so it's been a minute. Yeah. So go to... Hey, we both we both behind <laughs> with that. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's actually about body shaming. So go to ThankQ.me and check that out. We'll go ahead and get to our final thoughts. And Eminem, you, I know you came in on the tail end, but we just talked about body shaming. Uh, there's a lady in Dallas, Texas. She's half American, half Nigerian, named Demetria Obalor, if I say her last name right. And she's fine as all get out. Okay. And she's being shamed for being on the news and being bad. You know, her curves just show. I mean, yes, yeah, she dresses to show them. But she's also flipped this into like a modeling gig, and she does, I think, public speaking and stuff like that. So we talked about body shaming. Um, and, you know, when you don't look like society standards, societal standards, you tend to get criticized if you're on TV. And then if you have any more comments on President Trump, you're more welcome to do that, more than welcome to make those as well. But go ahead and give your final thoughts. Oh, man. Uh... Great show, uh, you know, great to be able to, you know, deal being or whatever, but uh, uh, body shaming, I mean, if it's based on that, it kind of reminds me, I don't know, I don't know if it was Texas or Florida, I, I don't I don't know what state it was, but I remember it was some shit about somebody's hairstyle one time. Uh, uh, I think a lady had a natural hairdo, uh, twist or something, I don't know. And it was some kind of thing about the news with that. So, um, you know, this is basically just a way to nicely say that, you know, the definition of beauty. And this, matter of fact, you know, for the listeners out there, it's been some years ago. Q had to let you know which show it was. But, you know, he actually did a uh, – it was a great show, and we all had a – It was a, I think all the legends and everybody else was calling in that night on, uh, you know, the definition of beauty and – all that kind of stuff, and you know, it's, this kind of goes into that that realm, you know. So, if for years somebody standards of 
you know, what it looked now. When I'm saying for years, I'm saying, you know, traditional mainstream white America, not all white people. I didn't say white people. I said white America. Um, you know, this is what an actor looks like. This is what an actress looks like. This is what a person on the news looks like. This is the hairstyle they wear. You know, they're clean shaving, no goatees, and, you know, all this stuff. So when somebody is within the dress code, but their body defines their culture or whatever, then, uh, you know, a lot of people can't handle that, you know. Uh, you can uh, you can call it, uh, you know, hating, you know, and that's being nice about it. And depending on the tone, it could actually be, you know, some racist undertones. I don't know. But it's all based on the anti-culture that's still an underlying factor, you know, here in the United States. You know, that's the simpler way to put it. Uh, I know um, for years I used to have very negative opinions, not about a race of people, but I used to always hate to see Japanese people that I would see on TV. And, of course, I know it don't represent Japan. I've never even been to Japan. But uh, it seemed like they are wearing, like, suits and you're more European looks, and then you see other Eastern countries. They seem to be more traditional in the way they look. So that made them be more acceptable. And, see, I don't like being accepted like that because anytime you have some type of business or something like that, you know, you can't turn around and, and say, you know, uh, slacks and a suit or a shirt and tie, and then if somebody comes in, you know, looking like, you know, Hulk Hogan and they shit about to split out and, you know, the women in there going crazy and stuff like that. Now, don't talk about, you know, don't try to make it seem like it's a problem. You see what I'm saying? So um, this type of body shaming is definitely bad, you know. Now, uh, if it's a situation where, and, you know, we've all done seen this before, probably on jobs or whatever. I know me and Q done seen it on a job a couple of times where an outfit that might look good on one person totally looks different on somebody else, you know. Um, I, right. I I really just get furious when I see, um, you know, women getting slandered just because <laughs> they can actually wear an outfit that's made a certain way or wear jeans a certain way. You're wearing the same damn thing. The shit just look different on them, you know. And it's just like when you go to a damn beach or something. I mean, shit. I mean, if you, you know, got a a, a trim fit and, and, you know, of course a two-piece is going to look good on you. But if you, you know, you walk around at a good year blimp, it's just like, you know, shit, nobody want to see all that shit, man. Like, damn. You know, so... It's it just it's just pretty much a time and place for everything, but like the news and all that stuff like that. I mean, um, I, I actually saw the picture, and, and this was just a cultural thing to me. You know, it's just like that's that level of racism that uh, that you know is not rebel flags, is not hanging people, is not even doing nothing wrong to nobody. But that's just something that's that's this is hard to for some people to accept, you know, it's just like, uh, uh, like my daughter, my youngest daughter, you know, has, um, quite a few, you know, Barbie dolls. And 
I think 90% of them are black, but all of them made the same way. But that's not what a, most black women look like, though, other than the color. You know, it's like, damn, they just took a doll and made it brown. It's like, shit. If they actually start shaping dolls the way a whole lot of black women look, I mean, hell, they could even shape, you know, have Beyonce or, or Nicki Minaj or something like that. You know, the people that would be outraged wouldn't be black people or people, you know, Spanish people, nothing like that. Shit, it would be, you know, uh, not all white people, but white people who, you know, think traditional as far as what it should look like. So uh, I think it's time for America to grow up in that aspect. You know, we 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 are a damn melting pot. Shit, man, you know how big most thighs on Nigerians are, men and women. I mean, here, you know, us football guys, remember Christian Okoye, that was one of my favorite backs. Shit, this yeah. nigga was a track star, and he was like 260 pounds. So I'm just saying, like, how can you understand genetics and shit and, and think that everybody going to look alike? I mean, that's it's time for America to realize this is a fucking melting pot. And, you know... You're going to have people that look different in the same thing. So don't hold that against them. I mean, that's bullshit. You know, if the chick know how to read and and she comes off with good delivery, and obviously the ratings got to be pretty good, what's the problem? You know, so uh, um, Trump, uh, the stock market is rising, but it kind of piggybacks on, on Buck's point that, you know, he's for the top 1%, so, you know, he's doing what he's, He's doing the right thing with that, but the 99% of everybody else who makes America, what truly would make America great, he don't give a shit, you know. So uh, Democrats get it together, find somebody to uh, wrap around, you know, and while we try to make changes, go ahead and slide 1313 in there. And, uh, you know, let's, let's try to cut down on some of these damn mass shootings and stuff. You know what I'm saying? You have... Mass fucking, you know, you know, shit, tax refund time. Hell, you had three different bordellos in, in a week, you know, instead of just, you know, here and there. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate I that. I you don't screw. Screwing is cool. Crystal, get your final thoughts, please. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, good show. Uh, the um, a body shaming, of course, is not good. There's a, um, I think she's a weather girl or something uh, that is on uh, one of our channels. She's she's white and she wears uh, very tight dresses <laughs> and. Um, I mean, you know, she doesn't look like Dimitri, um, but close. I mean, not you know, not as big, but you know, she's you know, she has a form, you know, and it's very obvious and everything. And you know, and then I thought, because sometimes when I watch um, the news, which I watch a lot of news, local and otherwise, um, you can tell the ones who just started out, you know. <laughs> Because their clothes kind of represent that, you know, they don't they don't get a stipend, you know, to buy new clothes <laughs> when they start, right. you know, working. They're wearing the best that they have and what they have, and then, you know, if you keep watching them, like this one um, young lady, 
is like she um, when she started out um, just reporting news on the street and things like that, you know, working her way up. Uh, you know, her clothes are okay. I always look at the hair. Her hair was not that great. It was kind of interesting. Um, but then now she's, uh, after a few years, now she's on Anchor, um, and she looks a heck of a lot better. <laughs> so she's gotten good advice, and she got her hair together, um, and she's gotten some new clothes. So she looks much better. And so I think sometimes when you're starting out, maybe you just, you're, you know, you don't know what to wear. And I don't know if they get a lot of uh, advice per se um, on how to, to how to dress, how to look, or whatever. Um, but you know, just like I said, I when I saw the uh, this girl here who wears very tight dresses, and the first thing I did, I was like, <laughs> "That's funny." <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just kind of laughed at it. But you know, like, you know, like poor thing. Okay, we're well, still getting it together. You know, she'll figure it out. Um, but um, I never thought about, of course you know, shaming her or whatever. <laughs> but I think some people, when they go to the extent of Jan, again, they're having just their own issues that they're putting out there. So, um, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, the girl is very beautiful, but I, I really do think that there is, I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't have worn that dress. Um, I, I just wouldn't have. I wouldn't, you know, even if I had the body, I wouldn't have worn that dress. Um, no way. Not not to work. Not. I mean, it, come on now. I, I mean, just why you're not on the news. No, I'm just kidding. no. I mean, take a look. Take, well, I keep defending take her a look. because she's fine. Take a, of course, right. of course. But, you know, but the thing is, you have to take a look at the others who are on there. Who are like, where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? Okay, that's why you have to look at those people. Like, what do they look like? You know, what are they wearing? Um, uh, are they being taken seriously? So that's the problem right there. Are you going to really be taken seriously? You know? No. You're not, because it's the first thing that people see. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. We judge you on how you look. And then after we get past that, then you start to speak. And then, okay, okay, all right, all right. And then we get past that, and then we... Okay, now what do you have to say? What can you show me? Because we have to get past all that other stuff first. You know, no, men in don't order care about to... all that shit. <laughs> we're talking professionally. And we're, hey, you know, we're talking dude. professionally. Hey, what, now, what's, the, what's the dude in uh, Hollywood that's in all the trouble now? The, uh, Weinstein. Yeah. Weinstein. And Spacey. Okay. Yeah, but Spacey had nothing to do with women. <laughs> no, no, he, no didn't. he didn't. No. But anyway, um, <laughs> there is a way to dress. There is a way to look professional. And, and it's just like with anything. It's like a difference between, okay, to put it in you guys, let me bring it down so you guys can understand. Okay. <laughs> the difference between your wife and the chick you fucked on the side. Okay. Um, they look, they probably look a lot different from each other, <laughs> All right? Is it like, is it different between the strip club girl and then the one that you, you know, introduce to your family? I mean, they're, they're completely different people. Or maybe not. <laughs> I love you. But, <laughs> hey, 
Hey, remember Montel? <laughs> yeah, no. one, which was the wife number two? Montel Williams. He he met it and uh, he got her off the pole literally. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, he did it like a yeah. almost like a pretty woman thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was okay. uh, a couple of rappers did that shit too, I think. Oh, they're yeah. rappers. I'm going to give a fuck up eight. Yeah, rappers are going to do that. Count. And then y'all see what no, happened to Kanye They West don't count. They don't shit. count. Okay? Rappers don't count. But, okay, I'm talking about real, real men. Yeah. But anyway, well, you know what? Jay Z is really the only one who went the other way, quite frankly. The rest of them is like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> I need to be building wealth and not getting somebody to take it away from me. Come on. So, yeah, but so that's why he's Jay Z. A man's natural. Well, I mean, this is another show and everything, but a man's natural thought is 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 uh, procreation. So. You know, that's why it's hard. No, to no, your main thought is out. fucking. There's a difference between right, fucking and right. procreation. <laughs> okay. right, right. I mean, no, no, no. Because just like Cromati, uh in in uh, in the NFL with all the kids and stuff. See, that's what happens. You know, this. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't use a damn rubber. Right, but that's the thing. That's that's a cultural thing. It's like if. Yeah, because okay, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, you're culturally idiots. Yeah, but but I know. Well, you got 14 fucking kids. Like, what the fuck? Tons really? of guys who wouldn't use a condom <laughs> on that same lady with the body shaming thing, you know. Especially with her looking like she might be educated or something, you know. Most foreigners, they would oh, be Oh, yeah, that's it, head. yeah. You look educated. Well, you must be clean. <laughs> or you must be on the pill. <laughs> yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah, you know, you know. Exactly. You feel that? Feel they own making money like, moves. This is double right. barrel. She, she straight. Anyway. <laughs> All right, good show. <laughs> Look forward to next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Crystal. You are. And Buck, shut it down, man. Oh man, yeah, great. Yeah, great show as always. I mean, we're talking about body shaming here. You know, in order to make changes in that that category, you know, we all need to kind of, you know, look in the mirror and try to make those changes. Um, got to be a little bit more. You got to be a whole lot more respectful of people in general. Um, so that way, you know, everybody got something they don't like about their body, but it don't need to be, you know, public knowledge. I mean, it's going to be public knowledge by seeing it, but you ain't got to. You, you don't have to speak it. You know, just going about your way and just, you know, going a different direction. Uh, everybody else pretty much said enough about that particular subject. Um, wanted to get, kind of jump back in this election thing one more time. You know, we all need to, you know, we're seeing what's happening tonight if you're paying any attention to the polls. So America has, spoke, uh, has spoken once again. So, you know, I think, you know, think we're going to see a lot of major changes here, I think, over the next few months. And I don't know if, you know, we all got to come together as a people to begin with. Um, I think we all want less government. I think that's something else that we need. But we got to have sensible government. We got to have sensible people running our country. And right now, as it stands, we do not have sensible people. So I think that's why you're starting to see the changes that you're starting to see tonight. And it's, not, it's going to continue. So, you know, pay attention to your local government, your local elections. That's what you live off of on a day-to-day basis. And, uh, 
you know, don't get it twisted. The reason why the numbers are up over there as far as, the, you know, as far as the stocks and all that stuff goes is what's, what's been happening for the last eight years. It ain't happening just because Trump's in office. So don't get that twisted either. A lot of people are going like, oh, numbers up. They're higher than they ever been. It's because of Trump. Nope, it's not. We won't see what Trump, Trump's doing until another four years from now. And that's what people don't understand about politics. You may have to go back to school or, you know, and, and figure those things out. But great show as always. Enjoyed it. And can't wait for the next one. Everybody enjoy your week. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Good night. I appreciate you all hanging out on this week's edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinion. Opinions, go to talktoq.com to get more information on the show. Sign up for the email newsletter. If you haven't reviewed the show on iTunes, please go and do that. Review the show on iTunes. Help me get a little exposure there. Follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ, and you can um, participate in the tweet chat that occurs most of the time simultaneously with the show. Answer some of the same questions that I'm asking the show legends. And give your opinions to me on Twitter or on Facebook. Just use hashtag T2Q to find the tweet chat. Everyone have a great evening. Talk to you tomorrow if you like sports. And if not, we'll be back here next week. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy, and this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. Carla, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Hey, Q. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.